The future is now. Finding the NOSO has never been easier. Subscribe to us on our new YouTube channel, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, and bookmark the new home for No Holds Barred, The Jenny Position, Wrestling War Zone, and all your favorite NOSO podcasts at NorthSouthConnection.com. It's New Year, New NOSO, NorthSouthConnection.com. Once upon a time, two men decided if they were making the cut. Then they made the cut. And now JT and Aaron are talking everything from wrestling to pop culture and beyond. Because it's no holds barred. Will you back down, turn and run? Or stand up with the best? No hose barred. Then he'll break his word. Already worker on the clock. <laughs> no hose barred. It's me yeah. and you. Yeah. Talking Here some again. Talking some no hose barred. Into our second hundred episodes. Now, one on one. Didn't we talk at one point about watching No Holds Barred for the hundreds, the hundredth episode? Yeah, but then all this other stuff happened. <laughs> the video right. we lost, we lost track. Maybe for two fifty. All right. In like five years. What would that be? The anniversary? Of it? It'll be like almost the thirtieth or fortieth anniversary of No Holds Barred. Probably further than that. Now I'm assuming Hollywood's going to make a big deal about this, right? When the time comes, I'm waiting for them to remake it. <laughs> Who do they remake it with? Uh, either The Rock or Batista, my guess, <laughs> or Cena. Probably Cena. Okay, who okay, so so Cena is Rip, right? Mm-hmm. Who's Brell? Well, it's just gonna be some actor. I mean, if they're making it today, Daniel Day Lewis. He's a good smarmy. No. He'll go all in. Why don't they just get Vince? I mean it's gonna be like a B list guy, or like a C list, whatever Brell was at that point. It's not gonna be like a major actor. Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> Different kind of holds barred. <laughs> uh, and then we got a, we also got to cast Randy. Oh, I hate Randy. I know. I can't believe they named him Randy, and I can't believe Randy Savage didn't throw furniture in the back. <sighs> I have a theory that Randy from A Christmas Story grew up to be Randy Rip's brother. Holy shit! So was was Rip in the house during Christmas Story? Fuck, then? He's such a wiener. No, I, I think they put him up for adoption. Oh, and then he got adopted by Rip's family. I see. Uh-huh. You're naming your characters after me. Huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next. All <laughs> right. Uh, just some OnlyFans chick will be uh, Joan Severance, right? Uh, yeah. Whoever. Doesn't Candace matter. Michelle. <laughs> she alive? Yeah. She didn't oh, yeah. burst. She got a lot of videos on the, on the internet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a lot shit. going on out there. I, gotta tell them. I need another ten minutes to go check this. <laughs> All right. Um. Every now and then, probably every other week now, we're doing our greatest world title change ever project, Dodie History. We've watched 35 matches so far. We're on our 36th tonight. Is this a threatening knife? No, is that like um, Frank Reynolds' toe knife? I, I haven't used it on my toes, but oh, okay. 
I suppose you could. It's got a good point to get in there. You know, it looks similar. Did you ever cut your toes with a knife? Is that something you did? No. I used to cut the skin off the bottom of my feet. Fuck is wrong with you? I don't know. I don't know why I do the things I do. No holds barred. No holds barred. <clears throat> All right, tonight we are, and, and by the way, with the whole video thing we got going on, uh, we are now live watching these matches together. So we're not pre-watching anymore. We're going to live watch and talk about the match as we watch it, and then we'll give our grades and see where we're ranked. So tonight we're doing, uh, I think it's a pretty famous match. <clears throat> Most hey, people have heard of it. You could say that. <laughs> it took place in Montreal, Quebec, Canada on November 9th, 1997. I was that there. Brett Hitman Hart. Defending against Shawn Michaels, yes. Aaron DeGeorge was in there in the crowd. Or D-Justice, whatever. You know, the gimmicks. Gives a shit. Watching the match. Um, so tonight we're going to walk talk about that one. Our last episode, Bret Hart versus The Undertaker, ended up finishing first uh, very well. And is now, yes, our top um, entrance in this project by far, destroying the previous number one. Yeah. So let's see how tonight goes. Uh, we are queued up, depending on how you're watching. If you're on Peacock, we're at 214.32. If you're on outside of the United States on WWE Network, you're at 14.8214.18. Okay. So basically the image is Rick Root is looking uh, askew off camera. Triple H is walking to the door of the DX locker room. His ass is like China. filling out those pants. Nah, not that well. I don't, I don't think he's got a nice ass looking at this. I think he's got a pretty good ass. Uh, he, had, he had to. All right. Imagine, you ready? Imagine if, imagine if Sid was there. He'd fist him. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about that next episode. Yeah, okay, maybe. we ready? Yeah, yeah, Here we yeah. go. I'm going to count us in in three, two, one, go. I love that music. Yeah. The, like the serious time music. So do you think this is peak shitbag Shawn Michaels or do you yes. think it's still to come? No, I'm no. not this era. I mean this night. Or do you feel no, like it's, it's, it's still to it's, come? It's this and uh, one night only. Well, that's before this. That's what I mean. I think it's both of them. Like, I think that whole right. like little sequence is the. I think there's a forgotten night on Raw. I think it's like a couple weeks after this, where they um they're playing poker. Oh yeah, that one's good too. Get out of the headbangers, and he he's in his underwear and he's diddling his balls on the top rope, like, <laughs> like hard for everything. And they like smash their headbangers with the bottle of Jack and everything. Like, yeah, that's pretty bad. Like the rock bottom douchebag, Shawn Michaels. I, I think as we watch this, you're going to see him do some stuff in the ring with the fans, mm -hmm. which is definitely on par with that. I mean, he has uh, owned this whole time period. It's like oh, ridiculous. It's it's like no one talks about this as like one of the greatest heel runs of all time. Right. But it's so good. Um, I love, too, that it went from like the intense music, don't, 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 right. to like Sean being like, I don't know where to go. Where where do I go? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I love, too, the – um. The fact that everyone thinks like, oh, DX was cool and just trying to get over, but not this DX. No. This DX were just pricks and they were hated. <laughs> like they were yeah. cool, but they weren't like they weren't faces pretending to be heels. Like and like it's like early NWOs like that too. I think as NWO progresses, they become cool and like they yeah. kind of want to be the faces by like '97. But like this era of DX is like pure. Right there, the beer all over him. He's soaking it in. Well, because he um, just grabbed the flag and like. Yeah. He's Every just time I watch, uh, it's so good. Every time I watch this uh, this uh, show, I'm always surprised that the announcer is French. Yes, like it's so strange. It's so unlike different. WWF to do. I know, but everything sounds weaker in French. Right, little heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. 
Psycho Sid was um, Sid Le Sanglé. <laughs> um, so he's just rubbed the Canadian flag all over his dick. Yeah. And Montreal loathes him in this moment. Oh, yeah. It's he's great. He's this... stuffing it up his nose. It's so good. I mean, I haven't, I haven't watched this match in a while, so I'm actually looking forward to seeing it. It's been a, a bit. Um, the uh, other thing I just want to say is there's so many forgotten like bits and skits with this dx like one of my favorite of all time is it uh, fucking the flag because that's what he's doing right now nope that's a good one <laughs> when, when after the undertaker gets burned at royal rumble and they come out triple h has to suck the cook apron and sean yes. um they have the barbecue set and he's like how do you like your undertaker and he's they're flipping the friggin' burgers <laughs> like that dx that original dx vhs i wore that out like it has all that stuff on it and it's so good yeah He's whipping the French announcer in the face with the flag. The joke's on him. The French don't like Canada as a general rule. Right, like, right. Here we um, go, Brett. Here we go. We go. One little other thing about Sean's entrance there that I love is that he's in the – they go – like he's walking the back and it's in the dark. And mm-hmm. we go from pitch black and we hear Sexy Boy hit. Yeah. And just the rain of booze in the darkness. Do you think you should great... use the DX team here or do you think Sexy Boy was the way to go? Well, I think did they, I think they debuted it on the pay-per-view like as, as like uh oh they weren't using it yet yeah i guess you're right no i yeah. don't think so and so i don't think it i don't think so because i don't think they should have then because it wouldn't have been recognizable for them right and yeah. they wanted maximum booze now brett's walking to the ring backstage does it make this whole situation sadder than his son is with it and basically kind of embarrassed like in front of his child on top of everything maybe I don't know. His son's pretty young. Like, I, I think it's too young to re- like maybe realize if what's real and what's not. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know if he's sitting there thinking like, "Oh, my dad just got screwed" or whatever. I um, wonder if he, if Brett held back on shit because his son was there. It might have been, <laughs> oh, and his whole family was. There. I think everyone was there. Is it's interesting that Owen's not part of this group coming out? I know he had the match like, just right got before beat this, up, right? yeah, with Austin. But it's it's such a cool contrast of characters too. Seeing. Brett come out and is like super disrespectful to Canada and the Canadian flag. Yeah. And as much as Brett was anti-US, he would never do anything like that. Right, right. Like he criticized, but yeah. And there's also so many un-PC signs in the crowd <laughs> on this night. Like the whole era, really. I mean, this is yeah, what it's known for. It's a bunch of assholes yeah. in the crowd. So as he's coming in the ring, something I've noticed every time I've watched it is he's so Brett is so locked in to Earl Hebner. Like he's going to pose around a bit here, mm-hmm. but then watch him. Cause he's looking at Hebner for like a good, like, like the whole rest of the intro. So you already think he's doubting it. I think there's something going on. Like there's definitely something. And maybe it's just him being like, this is going to be my last match no matter what. Like, right. I'm sure there's a lot going on, but I think this early bit of the match where he's staring and talking to Hebner is actually like, if you're going to go out and say that it's a, a work, I think right. that's probably part of it. It's like, oh, look, they're planning. The um, Well, if you remember in Wrestling with Shadows, I can't remember if it's before the match or it's him recollecting on the match where he says, like, I know Earl. I trust Earl. Earl wouldn't do that to me. Yeah. Like, was that before? I think it's from before. He says it before the match. He's like, I should. Uh, because someone said, like, watch out for the ref or something. He's like, no, I trust Earl. Earl wouldn't do that or whatever. Yeah. So maybe that's why he's kind of looking at him like, you know, yeah, I'm trusting you kind of thing. Yeah. So he's gone to give this sunglasses to the kid and you're going to see him go back in now and like 
really start kind of eyeballing Earl. He's also oh. wearing the belt for a really long time. Yeah. Like, yeah his behavior is like, all, it's all off. His behavior is right. all strange. Well, like you said, I mean, it's like he knows this is it. It's his last time wearing that yeah. belt. He's, it's meant so much to him yeah. for all these years. Sean looking so good on the outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's see right now. He's staring at Earl. Michaels is like not part of this at all. Right. He's a seething on the outside. But his facials are so good too. Mm-hmm. He's such a prick. That little smile he just did. Like, yeah. Yeah. Brett's like. Look at him. Like. Well, he was probably really emotional. Eh? Like, I mean, this company meant so much to him. Yeah. For so many years. It's like. I mean, it was his whole livelihood. He's been there, you know, 11 years. Yeah. He's poured a ton of effort in. You know, and it's been good to him, but it's it's meant a lot to him. So, and, and knowing this is it, like, yeah, yeah. it's going to be, and knowing he really did not like Sean. So, like, that's part of it. Like, he's in here with this guy he hates. And yeah, you can see him being so cautious. Right. Where Michaels is out there, like, fucking with the fans and mugging to them. And yeah. Brett, meanwhile, is having this little one act tragedy in the ring. Right. And I think what probably bothers Brett is like he feels Sean doesn't care about it as much as him, even though it Sean clearly did. Um, he just doesn't act that way, right? So like, it, I think in Brett's mind, he's sitting there thinking like, "I lost to this idiot. I got to leave. He gets to stay. Why is that fair?" Kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Love the way the match starts. Mm-hmm. See, because like, I think this is my this is my favorite of their matches. Yeah. And I think it's because it's the only one that's like based on their real life hatred. All right. Like all the other ones start kind of feeling out and whatnot. This one is like a fight right from the start. Right. I'm also like perturbed as to, cause they're, they're like Earl Hebner hasn't started the match, but I don't understand why. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they started sense. punching in the ring. I guess. And, it's not, yeah. It's like he was going to check their boots and oh, he jumped them beforehand. Yeah. I don't know why they just didn't say it's no, they should. Well, Brett probably didn't want to risk a no holds barred thing, but maybe. right. They, Jim Ross could have said, well, they're being lenient, you know, and just let them go. It's funny, too, that if Brett was suspicious, like he kind of shows the being of the match, why on earth would he let him put him in the sharpshooter? I guess he I think, really I think at the Earl. end of the day, he's just naive. I think he just, yeah. his heart was like, they wouldn't do this to me. They care too much. You know, like he just, he, I'm sure he thought about it. And I think he was warned. I think he right. said he was warned. I think it's in his book or whatever. He feels like he was. His Vader warned him. Yeah. Like, don't let them get you in a, in a hold or whatever. Yeah. Oh, this is such a good sequence because yeah. he throws Michaels into the crowd and the crowd starts beating him yeah. and pounding him and like grabbing him and the refs have to go in to break it up. It's like the closest like an ECW moment that you'll get right here. Yeah. It's like pure chaos. And look, this is, Brett is so good at laying Get him a key. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's so good at laying this beating on Sean mm-hmm. and Sean is so good at taking it. Yeah. Like, it's really great, this opening sequence. Well, I think Sean had a note, too. Like, all right, if I'm going to throw the scent off, I got to play full ball throughout the whole match. Like, yeah. I got to sell. I got to not – I got to bump. I got to not no sell and do shit like that. You know, I'm going to – I got to take my beating and, you know, play into the match or whatever. There's so much chaos, the cameraman can't follow them into the crowd. Well, so Vince being out there, too, is a flag because, first of all, he's not on commentary, which is a big flag, right? It's the yeah. first show he hadn't done commentary for in forever outside of, like, yeah. one-offs here and there. Um, and then all of a sudden, he's out there with the officials, like the usual batch of guys, gaggle yeah. of morons with uh, Slaughter and all these guys, Goulet and all these guys. And all of a sudden, Vince is out there, too. Like, that's weird, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
And this is like, I think when Michaels takes over here, I think we're going to see like how great his character work is in this. Mm -hmm. Like with what he starts doing with the fans, the facials, dealing with yeah. Vince. Like it's really on point. Right. And someone threw an American flag in and now he's going to choke the shit out of Brett with it. Yep. That's a weird flag. Is that like a shirt or something? Or a bandana maybe? Yeah, something like that. Meanwhile, Jim Ross is saying like, if Brett loses, it might be his last match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool how they leaned into it too. Like they addressed yeah. the internet rumors, right? They're like, oh, there's rumors going around that he's leaving. Yeah. Um, there we go. There's a windbreaker couple. Front I love them. Yeah. yeah. This has to be one of the earliest appearances, right? Or no, are they around before that? I'm not sure. I know they're bigger like in the mid 2000s. Yeah. I, I, I feel like they may what... actually be at like an old show, like something really old. I feel like they showed up, someone found but, them. But are they wearing the windbreakers? Yeah, I don't know. I, I never understand how these people get the front row tickets all the time. Yeah, I don't know. Contact in the company or yeah. something, maybe. Yeah, oh, like sign is... guy and all those other guys. This is so great. So Brett backdrops Sean back into the ringside area, but you get a great Vince going, look out! <laughs> like he's still on commentary. Can't shake the habit. Yeah. Brett just kicked him in the nuts, and Michael Sell is so good. I feel like having the other agents out there without jackets on is a cool touch, too. Like, they knew it was going to be, like, intense, so they threw the jackets down and came out, like Briscoe right. and uh, yeah. uh, Gurria don't have their jackets yeah. on. Like the a tail end of a wedding. <laughs> Sean keeps trying to pile drive him on the floor, and Brett keeps backdropping him. Yeah, I mean it's it's a great chaotic star for sure. It's how like I mean if the if the Iron Man had this energy, mm -hmm. like it'd be an all time. It'd be like the greatest match of all time. I feel. Yeah, they just were still going for the athletic classic at that point. Yeah, oh. and that's why. Many feel Triple H Rock is like their best Iron Man that they've done because right. they lean more into this chaos and like the a story. ton of pins and all this craziness. Yeah, I mean, you go from no pins at WrestleMania 12 to that match with was it like 11? 11 of them, yeah. 11 falls. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, that suplex on the floor was pretty sick by Brett yeah, to Sean. Yeah, I feel like he purposely didn't go down with him. <laughs> well, I mean, it is concrete, right? But I think he. Maybe in a year before he would have taken the bump with him. You know what I mean? Oh, maybe, Instead of just yeah. dropped him on his head. Yeah. Sean is just eating such a beating here, and it's so great until he just throws Tim, Tim White. <laughs> is this indirectly leading to Tim White's suicide? Well, it might have started his dislocated shoulder issues. That's oh. for sure. No, when Sean threw me into bread. Yeah, he's still down over there. Uh And like it's funny because usually in these situations where you brawl and you walk, I feel like it ends up just being a lot of walking. Yeah, right? I it's feel... like you see it at a ton in ECW. Public Enemy, all those guys are kind of just hugging yeah. each other and like walking. Yeah, but I find this one's not like that. Like he's mm -hmm. he's Brett is punching him and Sean yeah. is reacting yeah. to ever, and that's how they're moving. Yeah, could you see where were your seats? Like, could you see any of this outside? Above the entrance. So like I was high up above the where they like right like go about like. Uh, the next bowl up from where they are. And you had no hint of any of this. Were you online? Like, did you know that Brett may be leaving? We knew Brett was leaving. That's what we knew. That's it. <laughs> Poor Jack Doan. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty well out there. Yeah. 
I, I always remember this match for this little sequence where they're fighting in the entrance because the entrance makes such great noise when they slam into it. Right. Like loud thuds. Yeah. Vin- <laughs> that's early mr mcmahon right there <laughs> yeah. it's really the start of it i mean because brett outs him as the owner throughout 97 and they don't really hide from it at all no. that's really when it starts to leak out i mean actually diesel is the first one to do it in like 95 he's called says it to him like after survivor series but oh yeah after he lost right yeah that's where it really is like one of the first times it comes out other than uh is it Euchre or uh, Philbin? One of them says they thank – I think it's Euchre, right? Doesn't he thank Vince? No, it's uh, it's Fowler. No, before that. I think Euchre says it. Isn't like, it Fowler? I think Euchre says oh. it like WrestleMania 3 or 4. He's like, I want to thank Vince McMahon for bringing me back. I think oh, it's WrestleMania yeah. 4 he says it. Cut. But Fowler says it too. Yeah, thanks to Vince That's McMahon. right. It's like throwing the headset down. Damn! What the fuck? No one knows. So that's it's just so we're clear. What Brett has been thrown is the flag of Quebec. Correct. And so people are way happier about this yes. particular beating. He's but he's using later. it as a weapon. Yeah. Isn't and the match is now started. Special? Yes. Yeah. Like a dead right there. I had so good. He's got that, that flag around his neck. Yeah, I mean that's a great star. I mean that was what? How many? Almost ten minutes. Yeah, that was a good ten minutes or so of brawling around. And it was hot the whole time. It, it never, like you said, it never felt like they were just like dying well, and off they, out there. Well, and they did different things. They went to different places. Like you add the officials. There's a lot of cool stuff going on here. Yeah. And it's like the perfect spot for it because the crowd is so rabid. I mean, they've been yeah. lathering them up for eight months. <laughs> like it all has been building to this, you know? Yeah. Uh, this, what I notice here is that this is like a great example of how commentators can really help a match so mm-hmm. sean was clearly calling a spot there and ross kicks in and goes like i'm sure he uh i'm sure what he was saying wasn't complimentary right yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, a little thing to cover for it yeah oh the kip up now and the booze i remember being in this building and i was actually cheering for sean and i know i was in the vast minority oh yeah it's obvious that's the great non-sean move right there that kick flush to the face like the soccer kick to the face, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's not one you really see ever done like that. Like no. just straight on, you know, not from the side, just like straight on from the front. But you know, it's funny with that camera angle. That if I was staging that in a in a play, mm-hmm. that is exactly how I would do it. Right. Yeah. With like the, the audience here, so that it, it, everything's masked and it's super safe. Yeah. Brett's got some blood, or is that Sean's yeah. blood? <laughs> or is it just Brett's hand that's cut? I think it's Brett's punches, hand. Maybe. Yeah. He punched him for real, for sure. And so yeah. now Michaels is starting with the crowd. And yeah. this wide shot with the crowd, like... Just flipping him off and stuff. Yeah, and they're so angry. They're livid right at him. I think it's a, I think it's a forgotten crowd. Like, yeah. you always think of, East, like, a one-night stand as, like, a hostile crowd. And, like, there's some other ones that always come up. But yeah. I think you never hear about this one when you talk about, like, hostile... Yeah. WF crowd environments. Like, look, right there, when he's leaning on the ropes, like, if that barricade isn't there, some of them might be charging the ring. <laughs> like, it's like the right people bought front row tickets. It's like all these, like, guys that look like they jump them in the street, too. You know, it's just like these young, fucking fired up, angry dudes 
kind of juiced up a little bit. They're probably all hammered. Like it's not like old people sit in the front and like the rowdy guys are the best. It's like it's like this perfect mix of I don't want to keep referencing ECW, it reminds me of it. Yeah. Like this perfect mix of this young, charged up guys yeah. like leaning on the railing, just baiting them in the whole time. I love how Michaels throws him towards the crowd he was yelling mm-hmm. at too, and proceeds to beat the shit out of him and throw yeah. like he's he just got a guy thrown out, he spat at the crowd. Now he's holding Brett so the crowd can see. Like, it's like it just sucks that this was so real. I mean, maybe the heat's not there; it's not as real. But and that Brett was leaving because I know you look at this and you're like, man, like if they did a rematch in the U.S. It, like in like the right place, like Chicago after WrestleMania 13, do a rematch with the two of them, or even Boston, or you know wherever it ends up being. Like the heat could have been insane if they do another match. You're like they, yeah. they could have gotten so much out of this. Especially with, you know, Sean could have with Owen, could have got the rematch of Bulldog. Like, they could have really kept this burning and probably had this level of heat across the board, you know? Oh, yeah. 100%. But then, you know, the whole wrestling world is different, right? Like, mm-hmm. like Michaels probably doesn't get hurt against Undertaker. You know, who knows what happens with Austin? This is like, this is one of the, this is without a doubt one of the greatest what-if matches of all time. I mean, I hate to bring it up, but I mean, Owen's not dead. <laughs> like, yeah. if Brett doesn't leave, because there's no way he's doing blue blazer shit coming from the ceiling. This is not happening. Yeah. Yeah, Brett's shutting that down. Or he would have at least made sure it was like, if it did go that right, he would have made sure he was safe. Like, he wouldn't have let him go up there with the cheap-ass fucking hook and all that. Yeah. Looking back, it's like, just say no, Owen. You know, like, what are they going to do? Fire you? It's kind of what you wanted. Yeah, <laughs> like, you, yeah you want to go to WCW. Right. Oh, Sean. The facials, the timing, it's all so, so good. Mm-hmm. And he's really, like, you can tell Michaels is, like, loving working off the crowd, too. Yes. Yeah. And I'm curious if that's because he knows what's coming. Like, or if he's nervous about what's coming. So it's I like just think he not... likes being an asshole because he's like that with all the crowds in this time period. Yeah. He does. He's trolling every single crowd. All I mean, maybe a little bit he knows, but I don't know. I, I think he just loved like this dick character. I think it's actually a testament to both guys that they come out and have, I really like the match as mm-hmm. we're going, but like you don't ever get, once they start wrestling, you never get a sense that there's something bigger going on. Like for no. instance, that Brett is like, it's his last match is an emotional and Sean knows he's going to fuck. Right. Like you never sense yeah. anything. No, no, definitely not. Hmm. I'm curious, like what we'll talk about it as we get to the end, but like what they showed on the pay-per-view versus what, what, what is still in existence, like on the network. Right. Right. I love. Oh, I see. I mean, I remember being shell shocked. Yeah, God. Oh, I was gonna say, I love the ur- Sean's urgency on this leg work is so good. Brett hits one of those mm-hmm. elbows on the leg, and then he hits a second one, and right away Michaels has to like fight up to grab his face. Like it's yep. that those that that's exactly the kind of shit that I love in workers, where like something happens and it forces them to change their energy in the match. Like oh well, shit, it's almost too like. It's almost too like Sean is playing like he could get screwed. Like he doesn't want to yeah. get trapped in a leg hold either because it's he's a, it is foreign countries and Brett's hometown. Earl could be in his pocket. Like right. I mean, we know that's not the case, but like he's presenting that way probably to cover a little bit, you know. 
Um, yeah, I could believe that. But I remember being shell shocked. I remember I called my buddy Jim because um, in our backyard federation in 1994, we also ran a screw job three years before oh. this. And I remember calling him like, "Oh my God, they just did what we did to to Matt." <laughs> it, was like, it was like the same thing. Like I was like uh, floored by the whole thing, but because you just didn't think it would happen. Like you just never had seen, but it was so obvious. Um. Although you know what, I lied. It wasn't that night. It was after wrestling with shadows. So I, maybe that night I didn't realize it oh. was like a real screw job. I, I might have just thought, okay, that's just how they did it to make it look like controversial. Yeah. But well, and um, that's actually it was after why wrestling why, with shadows is when I called them, and I was like, holy shit. Well, that's why I'm curious. It's like what they showed on the pay per view because in the building, it was very clear something had happened. Right, like, right. It's hard to tell what because you know there's no commentary. Everything happens pretty quick as we get to the ending. Here's the great uh, figure four on the leg po- on the ring post, by the way, mm-hmm. which Sean some, sells like death. We get some staff watching, and Jenny asked, uh, "Which screw job is more epic, the, the West Warwick screw job in Montreal?" I'd say West Warwick because it, it was my cousin, <laughs> so I really stabbed him in the back, Man. and I ended up taking the passion out of him. It was very similar to Brett. Um, because Brett, you know, you could argue he lost his passion for the business when he went to WCW, and I think yeah. I, I took the passion away back here wrestling for my cousin with that with that screw job. Way to go! Did your cousin go to like a an East Warwick Eric Bischoff to like? No, he stayed. He stayed in the company for a little bit. Oh. Uh, she asked if I felt guilty. Nah. It made for great great TV, um, but I wouldn't. I, I would say the only thing I feel guilty about is I think. I'm curious if he would have stuck around anyway, or if he would have faded anyway, because Ryan. he was one of those guys that when he got to high school, he kind of shifted everything and like kind of faded off of it all. I, I don't know if that jump started it or if it would have headed that way anyway. So it's hard to say. It's an interesting little tidbit from Ross here, how like Brett's like jumping on Sean's leg and Ross is calling it like dirty tricks. Right. Which I thought is strange. It doesn't, that's not a dirty well, it's trick, almost like, yeah, it? he's trying to hurt him on his way out. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, he's trying to purposely break Sean's leg before he leaves kind of thing. But if he want look, let's face reality here. If these two fought in real life, Brett would destroy him, right? I don't know. I mean, Sean's going to be tough on some level. I, I'm not saying Sean's not tough, but Sean wasn't stretched by Stu Hart in the dungeon. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. Every day for 25 years. <laughs> yeah, Brett probably takes him down and pulls him apart. Long figure four here. Sean's selling it is great. How different is the world if if the world is so different if Hebner rings the bell here? (laughs) I know, right? Ring the bell. I think Vince would have just overturned it. He would have said no matches isn't done or whatever. Imagine how screwed Hebner would be. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I want a camera right on Vince for his reaction for that. I think the bigger play by Earl would have been to not call for the belt and make Vince do it. Mm. Yeah. Which I'm actually surprised they didn't do to protect Earl a little bit. Like, why yeah, try him? You don't have to. Just have Earl, like, not even know, and Vince just rings the bell, and, and they say, oh, you know, they heard him submit or something. Right. Is Earl calling for the bell like that needed in that scenario? Well, I mean, like it did create a lot of confusion, right? That would that I mean, that's a positive of it, right? Because when yeah. he calls, for, I mean, in the building when he called for the bell, I remember the reaction being like, "What? Like what?" Right. Because you're, I was far enough away too that you couldn't really tell. 
Right. And then it was like, oh my God, he beat him with his own move. Like there, there's so much going on. Right. How do you feel? Do you feel that Sean had to beat Brett for the title in Montreal on this night? Because that's Vince's argument, right? We built to this moment. Before you leave, you have to do this. And Brett's like, I'll lose to anybody else. I'll lose to Austin. I'll lose to Shamrock. I'll do it on Raw. I'll hand it over. I'll forfeit the belt. Like, so say, like, Shamrock beats Brett on Raw, and then Sean beats Shamrock at DX. And then we get to Sean Austin anyway. I love this vertical suplex, by the way. This one, Brett jumps on. Um, Look, I think Brett, Sean, and Vince all handled it wrong. Right. Like, I, it never had to be this way. Um, did he need to beat Sean? No. Or sorry, did Sean need to beat him on this night? No. Um, but I mean, to you, like in the great scheme of things, whose side are you on? Pick a side. I think I'm on, I think I'm on Brett's because I just think it's a, I think it was a forced decision by Vince when it didn't need to be that. Like, I don't think there's any real significant difference if they have Brett come out and he hands the belt over to Vince and on Raw. Right. He leaves. Sean comes out and mocks him. They hand Sean the belt. You still are like asshole Sean. You still get the same effect. You do a fuck finish here. DQ like they had planned a schmaz or whatever. Is this it? This is it. Yeah, this is the sharpshooter. Yeah. Poor Brett. Yeah, and then Hebner runs. I think Brett should have not cared. I yeah, think I, I think that's... I think the Mark part of him is like wrong. Like it's like I mean, who really cares? Like you're gonna be a you're gonna like be looked at as empathetic no matter what. You know what I mean? So why not yeah. just take the I... loss and screw it and say well, you I... did the right thing? That's it because he always presented himself as like you know, the guy who does the right thing. And then he didn't like, just be the bigger person. Like yeah. everyone is clearly being an asshole. Be the bigger, you're making 3 million a year, by the right. way, Sean, the way he's leaving here angry, I have always liked, right. Like, I think it's pretty good. <laughs> like it, it, it gives them all the deniability kind of. Yeah. Except this little jump at the end. Well, and he knew, I think Vince only, then they said like, get out, like get out of here before I'll take the heat. I'll just like, get out of here. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think, <sighs> Because ultimately, like, ultimately, it's, so they just cut out here. Right? That's it. Obviously. Yeah, that's all. You never see it. Um, you don't see the. When does they show the WCW? Not so wrestling with shadows. Do we not see that? I think so. Because so what he does, what happens well, after? Well, there are the, pictures online. I think after. Yeah, like he. But. So he he's in the ring for a while, kind of just alone, kind of hanging right. on the ropes. Yeah. Kind of taking it all in, and then um, I know he middle fingers Vince a bunch. He spits right. on him. That's earlier. Then all the foundation come out. Right. And he he starts writing WCW. Right. And they he destroys the monitors smashing. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He smack and then he gets back in the ring and he says goodbye to everybody. They never give him a right. mic or anything, but no, definitely not. Um, no. But but like he's in there a while. Like it's probably right. another 10 minutes. Right. Of him out there. Yeah. yeah I, I don't um I don't know. I think they're both wrong. I think Vince is more wrong. I just I just don't see the need to have to have had the match. Like I just it's not like Brett I could see a Brett threatened to leave with the bell. And and I guess that's Vince's argument, right? Is that we didn't trust him. He could have walked out. Bischoff has done it before. Like, you know, that's his assessment, right? That's his assertion. It was that we didn't we didn't trust him 
to not do the right thing. But he would. Whereas to me, you're talking about the biggest mark, and like Brett, he didn't want to leave. Like he's of course he's not going to probably do that. And if he did, you make it an angle. I just I just don't know the obsession that Sean had to be Brett. Like. We literally had multiple title changes that year where Sean like handed it over. Like, I mean, it's like, like, do we really, think, is this title this valuable now? The one that Sean cried and handed over to Vince eight months earlier. Like who gives a shit? I think there's a few things at play. I think one of them that we always have to remember is Vince is a psychopath, right? right. Yeah. So like what I, why is that important? It's important because like he, he cannot handle losing. Right. He just cannot handle it. And until this point, he's been getting his ass kicked. I don't think he knew right. how to process it, how to deal with it. I, I, I think he and, – and so when he says, I, if you know, Sh- Sean needed to beat Brett, I think he probably believes it. Like yeah, I, I just – I think – but I do think you're right that it's it's nonsense. But I'll – to play the flip side, as someone who like directs theater and plays and runs companies and stuff like that, like – it's like if you have an actor in the show and suddenly like you need them to do a certain thing for the show to make the show better. Right. You know, like and they're suddenly. Yeah, like, but if, they, if that was their final show and they were leaving. Yeah, but it, but it doesn't matter. Like you have I'm, I'm not trying to be the corporate stoolie here. Right. But like it's like in the end, it's a it's a prop belt. I know. Like I just think it was such a ways. unique situation. I think to Brett's point was I'll, I'll give I'll lose. I don't care. Like he's not saying he wouldn't lose. It's just yeah. that. This had gotten so personal, and it's almost like kind of embarrassing to lose in his home country to it's this guy. Real. It's not real. Like I know, like I, but it's just like the imagery of like this is the end. I I, I think he would have laid down. I, I don't think he's afraid not to do the right thing. Like if they changed Sean to Austin on the show, I think he would have just done it or Shamrock no. or whoever the hell. Someone he respected. I, I think it's like it's like you hear these stories about like you know things getting written into the Rock's movie contracts where he. Right he can't lose a fight to Vin Diesel or whatever. And it just feels so stupid and petty and like lame. Like, and so I think in the end, Vince is, Vince is in the wrong for like, for lying to his employee, for screwing him over. Um, I think Sean is in the wrong for saying that, like, that, like I would never go along you over. It. Yeah. Well, and I, yeah. I, that's more iffy for me, but at, at the very least saying like, I wouldn't put you over when Brett said the same thing to him. Cause that's Brett's contention, right? Is that, Right. Brett went to him and said, no matter what, I'll put you over. And then Sean was yeah. like, no, I'm not going to do the same. But in the end, like all in all, I just wish Brett was the bigger person, which is how he always presented himself and said, you know what? Right. I'm about to make $3 million a year. It's a fake belt. I'm going to the company. Well, and it'll make community. me a legend to do the right thing. I'll win a lot of credit with the boys, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I agree. He probably should have done it. But I also think Vince overthought it like i just it was just a perfect storm of three of two guys that hated each other and a desperate guy who was in charge and it was like i think part of it too is vince just being a masochist like just wanting the the drama you know like you always heard about uh, how he'd pick guys against hogan and hogan against brett like i think at the end of the day he he liked the drama of those guys fighting backstage and it was real and i mean it's a big driver to the overhaul of the company in 97 like it's that the two of them and Austin are so real and visceral that it like it, it changed the direction of the company Right. It was just the perfect storm. I mean, if that happens a month off that timeline, it probably goes a hundred percent different. If that show isn't in Montreal, if that show is not scheduled for Montreal, it goes different. If that show is in Phoenix or wherever the hell, you know what I mean? Like whatever, none of that happens. It's just because, and they, they booked that year, a year out or whenever it was. It's not like yeah. they made, they booked it a month out before they, they knew they wanted that match there. 
So like if it's that okay. show was not there, if if Sean hadn't come back and turned heel, like it's just everything built and built and built. Sean signs that big money deal after the fight because Vince could have thrown him out after the fight in yeah. Hartford. He could have said, "Fuck it, like I'm done with you," you know. But he he saw more future and money in Sean than Brett. And and ultimately, like at the time, that's probably the right call. Like, just, oh, I don't. I, yeah, I, think, I would I would agree because you could argue based Sean, on age, and you could argue Sean was kind of well rested because he hadn't really worked a lot. In ninety yeah. since late ninety six, I mean, he had what do you have? Probably a dozen matches between, if that, like between Survivor Series ninety six and this point. Like, it can't be more than that. I mean, it's not a lot. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a lot fresher. Brett was thirty seven or whatever, thirty eight. He had been going nonstop, but Sean gets hurt. He loses both of them. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Like Sean is what nine years? No, he's six years. Right, he was probably early thirties at this point. Brett, I know Brett was thirty-seven because he says that wrestling with shadows. He's eight years. He's eight years older than him. Yeah. Like so, and I mean, like if you're if you're making the choice between the two who are similar, right? You go with the younger one, right? Especially yeah. like at this point too, DX is the hotter hand. But he didn't have to get rid of one. That's the thing. I know. I like know. he felt like he had to get rid of Brett so they could turn the company in a different direction. But I don't know. Like like make Brett be the one that walks. Like don't. You know, he kind of pushes him out the door. I don't think he had to do that either. Maybe because you could have turned him face. You could have just made him face in '98 again, like he had his year heel run. Turn him back, keep DX. I wonder if, like, if Vince was just tired of having constant conversations with Brett. Yeah, I mean, it could have been. It could have been Sean pulling power. Like, look, I'm done yeah. with this freaking guy. Like, you know, he, he's in the way. We want to take that in a new direction. He's stodgy. He's not going to want to do it. But I think a world where, like, they keep Brett, he puts over Austin at WrestleMania, and then they have a loose alliance to, to yeah. take out DX, like, could have been cool, where they have to, like, coexist on the same side to eliminate the threat that is DX. Like, I think that could have been pretty neat. Yeah. But, yeah, I all agree. Right, let's get to our grades. Well, well our- this is our new uh, top dog. Yeah, so we didn't talk about our categories, but we'll do it. We got five categories. We both rank in tens out of ten. That gives us a um, a nice clean message out of a, a number out of a hundred. Yes. Um, so the first uh, category is match quality. Mm-hmm. Where are you at, my friend? I went seven out of ten. That's like a three and a half ish grade. Which, you know, we said it was. You said it was their best match ever. I, I don't remember what I ended up going for us maybe 12 in a war zone, but I think I might've had it at like a four. So to me it's, and I think I had their other one at three, seven, five. So pure number grade, it may be the lowest graded for me, but I think it's probably the most fun to watch, I guess, of the three. Um, yeah. I enjoyed I it. There's so much going on, but yeah, I said it was my favorite. Like, um, yeah, I not like, the best. I think the first one might be the best for me, which is strange because it might be the one I like the least. No, I like the Iron Man the least, I think. Yeah, I have the Iron Man slight ahead of that. That slight ahead of this. Oh, there you go. So that's seven from each. Next is uh, Significance. Mm-hmm. And it's probably going to be pretty high. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a double 10 uh, for sure, if there ever was one. I mean, there's no more important title change, probably outside of like Hogan and Sheik. Um, yeah. That you can think of. I mean, this is like the most significant title change match. It completely altered lives, careers, businesses. Like, I mean, people died as a result. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, I mean, yeah. 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 Like, and, and like, I mean, is it, 
Is it the most famous match in company history? Hogan Andre probably, but it's probably top three. Yeah. Crazy stuff. All right. So we're double tens. As for the moment, look, as, as a moment, I'm a 10 also. Like it's, I mean, again, it's, it's one of the craziest moments in the history of wrestling. Yeah. It's a, so, I mean, the spitting on Vince, the WCW throwing the cameras around the sharp Earl calling for the bell, the sharpshooter, like it's an iconic wrestling moment in history. Everyone has seen it. Everyone knows about it. Sean falling back on the sharpshooter as Brett, as he's realizing girls come for the bell, he tries to break the hold at the last, like too little, too late. Um, like all that just plays into Sean angrily stomping to the back and then he holds it up at the end. Yeah. I mean, it's, if that's not a 10, I, I don't know what would be. And at, let, just let me add too, in the building that night, like when it happened, mm -hmm. I, it, I've never experienced anything like it. It was right. like, it was like, what? Like, like yeah. I would have, I would probably liken it to uh, when the Undertaker, the streak got broken. Right. Like just that kind of shocked yeah. reaction. And then trying to, the whole rest of the night was just trying to figure out what we had just seen. Right. Um, so build, <laughs> build is, this is 18 months of just them yakking and jawing and so much good stuff. And the ref stuff at uh, SummerSlam mm -hmm. and them just crisscrossing and going back and forth backstage brawl i'm at a 10 also for build yeah if it's not a 10 again i don't know what would be when it's real life it's on screen it's it goes beyond 18 months too because i said we saw sorry series 92 heart foundation versus rockers like those are two guys that came up together they were always presented against each other the the new generation drivers brent john brent john Brett, or like like that even like chad and i are on wrestling Warzone, which is every other monday here yeah, we're in late 96 and like they're already building Brett Sean again. Like Brett's, they're constantly talking about each other, even his faces. Like Sean's, like yeah, enough with Brett, you know. And, and like you can tell Brett's gunning for him. And we're not even near early '97 yet. It's like early December. Yeah, you know. So it's it's crazy. Like they're already planning. You can tell they're planning that match at that point. It's obvious that that's where they're headed. And we we to get there. We talked about it too when we talked about Sid Undertaker. Mm -hmm. Like there's a whole subplot of Brett and Sean in there. Yep. And Jesus then, Christ. Right. And then even the sunny stuff, I mean, that plays into it, right? The comments about sunny and all that. So, yeah. And uh, aftermath. And <laughs> I mean, it's a 10. Like, it's like when you think of like the company completely changed, number yep. one. Brett's gone. DX is on top, mm -hmm. but it births Mr. McMahon. Yep. It, it, like, it, 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 like, and the change towards attitude is what ultimately defeats wcw right and i don't know if that happens as fast if brett is still there oh and it completely changes brett's trajectory like if he stays around does he retire gracefully does he not get kicked in the head does he have decades of comeback runs with all these other legends that have gotten back in the ring years and years later like, i mean you make millions he, in saudi arabia <laughs> but he was robbed of all that stuff you know like all those little runs here and there like they always got full you know these guys have done over the years like he got robbed of that Hold on, he's the one who went out and had himself a stroke. <laughs> he gets robbed. He gets robbed of that. That probably doesn't happen. You know, we, we talked about Owen. Like, I don't want to keep going there, but like, like there's yeah. so much that happens because of it. Um, you know, WCW, it's his run sucks. Like, I mean, he's got some highlights, but it it sucks. Like, it's you know, his heart, his, his heart's clearly not in it. He doesn't feel the same. It feels weird. Uh, they don't know what to do with him. His face is heel. His face is heel. It's all over the place. Yeah, he's not um, the same Brett. It's not the same character. It's not the same no. passion. And 
the prophetic words of Vince McMahon of saying like WCW will never know how to use him yeah. ends up being 100% correct. And, you know, if Owen doesn't pass away, but I think, I think Brett comes back. I think Montreal yeah. was fixable. I, I think that's what broke it. Um, so I, I think if in a world where that doesn't happen, I think by like 2000, he's back. Like, I think it's a couple year jaunt. And he shows back up for like the invasion or whatever, and he's and they, fighting Kurt Angle. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I think they make. I think they mend fences. Um, I think it's the other, the bad blood that comes out of the Owen and the lawsuit and the Martha stuff and all that. Yeah, I would, and rightfully ask, so. I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying it shouldn't have gone that way, but um, some people would say that. Some people would definitely say that. Um, I would also just say that's like as an addendum to our scores. When I'm giving a ten for aftermath, it doesn't necessarily mean that everything that came after it is necessarily a good thing. No, it's just it was. It's just important. Historically important, yeah. Yeah. Now a lot of it was good, but you know, obviously the right. deaths were not. Like I mean, even something as stupid as Bulldog not getting hurt in WCW. Right. Like that's right. he guy, probably doesn't leave either. Yeah. That's it, and that's a guy who's been with the company. I mean, he left in '90s for a little bit, but right. like he's a guy who got there in 1985, right? So like, oh, he probably doesn't get addicted to the painkillers, and he probably doesn't. Yeah. I mean, maybe he has a heart attack from the steroids, but the painkillers are really what drove him. To a quick grave. I mean, yeah, it's there's a lot of shit in the wake of of this decision that could have been completely different by just Vince saying, "Yeah, all right, have a DQ," and then the next time a Raw, Brett hands the belt over. We have a tournament, like whatever. <laughs> like everything would have been completely different, probably. Right. All right. So look, that's going to give it a monster score. Uh, what do you say before we reveal that score? Why don't we just why don't we read off our top ten and see okay. where it lands? Because now, as of this recording, this is our 36th uh, match mm-hmm. we've talked about. Yep. Uh, so let's start at number 10, see where it ends up. So number 10, as it stands right now, with 63 points, is Bret Hart versus Yokozuna from WrestleMania 10. All right. And ninth is Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior from WrestleMania 6 with 67 points. Eight is Randy Savage versus Ted DiBiase uh, from WrestleMania 4 with 67 points also. Tie break was importance. Right. Uh, our seventh match is Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage from WrestleMania 5 with 69. And that is, yeah, that is um, one of the other two matches. There's only two matches that both of us gave. Now there's three with this one. Mm-hmm. But there was two matches before that both of us gave 10 for build. Do you remember what okay. the other one was without looking? Uh, I have a feeling. But... Okay. Uh, number six, Randy Savage versus Ric Flair, WrestleMania 8. Oh, excuse me. I'm at number seven. My, my no, no, we did number seven. That number was WrestleMania six, five. Yeah. Yep. Okay, number six, WrestleMania eight. Randy Savage, Ric Flair, seventy-two points. All right, but that is Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant from the main event with seventy-five points, and that's the one. Yes. Um, number four, Hulk Hogan versus Iron Sheik, Madison Square Garden, January eighty-four, seventy-six points. Uh, number three, the Royal Rumble match from nineteen ninety-two, where Ric Flair won. That's seventy-eight points. Number two. What we talked about last time, Bret Hart versus The Undertaker, SummerSlam 1997 with 90 points. And that also had 10s for build, right? That's the other uh, one. Not for build. Oh, no. Never mind. I'm looking at the wrong thing. Yeah, okay. Or maybe, All right. Maybe and our moments, new yeah. number one, as you can see on the screen if you're watching with us on uh, on video, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, yeah. Survivor Series 1997 with 94 points. So it edges out SummerSlam by four and there's six points from a perfect almost score. maxes out yeah <laughs> the match was a little bit better um and i look i i could i could see an argument where 
someone could come around and say, well, the match is so significant that it's a five-star match. I, I could, I buy it, uh, you know, like. It's interesting. I, I don't, not to poo-poo the rest of this project, but I, I don't, I don't see what, I, I don't see any of that potentially could top this. Like, I could have seen the Rumble get knocked off by a couple, and I think that'll slide. I think we'll have some that fill that gap, maybe, between mm. two and three. But those scores for those top two are Well, they're are so, so far high. ahead. Like, it's like it goes from 78 to 90. Yeah. And, I mean, everything else up to that point, I mean, look, like, everything else is – like, if you if you go up from number three to number two is uh, 12, right? Mm-hmm. So if you go down 12 from number two, I mean, you're, you're, you're just nine. outside the top 10, you know, yeah. like it's, it's a big gap. Um, and I think, and I, I, I thought about it. I'm like, did we overrate? Did we do this? Do we do that? No, this I gap? So. But I think it goes to show how absolutely important mm-hmm. that July 97 until maybe this moment was right. Because like, I mean, I, I bring it back to July because we talked a lot about the build for mm-hmm. um, Brett Taker, right? Yeah. But like, there's just something special going on in the company at that time. And it's unique. The, it's like nothing else. Well, and the decisions they made during that period yeah. influenced the company to this day. Yeah. And I don't know if that, like, maybe you could probably say the same thing about about Hogan and mm-hmm. Sheik, maybe a couple of those little ones like that. But right. even then, it doesn't. The world doesn't change the way these matches change the world. And I think that's where, why I think it's not going to get knocked off. Because I don't think anything after this is as important or historically significant. Because it just, the company doesn't, isn't as historically significant as we go forward. This is important ones. Like we may have eights, we may have maybe in a nine, but like to get a 10 in significance, a 10 in the moment, a 10 in the build, you know, a 10 in the aftermath like it's just there's nothing to me no matter how great a match may be we're gonna have five-star matches coming up yeah but are they gonna have all that other stuff there's maybe one or two that you could say but it's gonna be a minute before we get there (laughs) so it'll be fun though because we'll see if any else cracked the top 10 i mean there's lots to get into but these top two i think are are gonna be tough they're safe for a while at least like i'm trying to think of something you know something like brock rock that kind of yeah. changes the face, but there's still not, there's still something missing from it. All right. That might have a high score for build, but like the aftermath is kind of weak, but, um, but, but it's important. It's, we just talked it about how, yeah, like, important. because they split the titles, raw goes in the tank, you know, like yeah. there's a lot at play there that like you can, right. you can kind of almost put. Yeah. To I think that might have a shot. I think I might have a shot. And I mean, years down the line, right? Like a punk Cena. I think it could be in the mix as well. we'll yeah. That one's so hard because because he loses the belt almost immediately. Right, but it does. I think it's similar to what you said, though. It almost ushers in a whole new era yeah. of the indie guy, of putting the faith in that. You know, like, and, and you get the pipe bomb. The build is weak until that week before, but that's like an all-time moment. So, like, how much does that yeah. weigh in? But that's not the week before. There's actually a couple weeks in there. Two weeks, whatever it is. But, but, yeah. but there's one the next week that everybody forgets. There's, like, right. a live contract signing, and that's also incredible. Right. So, yeah. So, it'll be interesting, but... Uh, sure to check out everything we have. Subscribe to this here YouTube channel if you're watching on video. We're all over social media. We're on TikTok. We're putting stuff out there. We're on, um, other, you know, we have YouTube short stuff going out. We're on Instagram, Twitter as well. 
Uh, and of course, this NorthSouthConnection.com will give you all the content we have, video and audio. So be sure to check everything out. The Dookie's been dropped. We'll talk to you next Saturday. Uh, we got draft day. Draft day next Saturday. So yeah. We'll that, of course. Till then. Yeah. Yeah.